This is a podcast from Minute Media. Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, kitties. This is yours, duly, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to Slasher Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Slasher Radio. My name is Mikey Bones, and I'm joined by my fellow hosts, Kat Valor and Rob Humphreys back. What's going on, guys? Hey. Hey, welcome back. Hi, thank you. How how do you guys uh, handle it without me? We managed, but it was a challenge. I I listened back, and it sounded like just barely. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Don't worry, I'm here. I don't appreciate your contributions to last week's show, man. (laughs) I took time to draft a statement, an official statement, and you got all mad about it. Yeah, I got all mad about it because you start with the the <laughs> desk of like, what is that crap? <laughs> yeah, like you're a general in the army. Like, what are you doing, Mikey? If I'm gonna send a statement, it's got to be official. Yeah, I don't appreciate the Danza. What the hell was that? I wasn't <laughs> sure whether Danza. the Danza was going to be covered or not. I had to, we had to make sure you got one, otherwise you might not feel properly celebrated. But you put it in with your review of the movie. Like, what the fuck? It had to go somewhere, Mikey. I only was I was only gonna make one statement. I wasn't gonna draft two different statements. Yeah, you know what? Thank God. <laughs> can we can we remove like why do you can you not do the statements anymore? Is that an option? No. What department do I gotta talk to for that? I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, great. All right. If my luck, you'll run it anyway. That's what we need is a rob removal department. <laughs> <laughs> we do. Maybe we can see what Leah's doing. Maybe Leah could head that because she would <laughs> take that one by the horns you know don't act like you didn't say all sorts of mean things about leah before we started recording i never say anything bad about leah (laughs) ever uh what's up guys we are back last week we talked underwater we had uh uh, chris and little miss huge clown penis on why is my button not working huge clown penis um which i feel like should also like whenever i hit that button it should be accompanied with this huge clown penis is that fair? Yeah, I think so. That is yeah. a perfect audio drop. It's a fucking amazing button. 10 out of 10, no notes on that one. <laughs> uh, we are joined by, we will be joined shortly by Brian G. Berry. Uh, he's gonna, he wrote the novelization of House Shark. Can't believe I'm saying that. But um, <laughs> yeah, that that's going to be a lot of fun. Brian's done a lot of different things. So uh, we're going to talk to him about about his book, his books, plural. Dude puts out a lot of books. Yeah. A lot of books. I just pulled up his author page on Amazon and geez, mm-hmm. that's a lot of writing that guy does. Very talented. As far as like, and we'll get into it with Brian, but um, he, he's opened my eyes about certain things with the, with the shark movie genre. I'll just leave it at that. Revolutionary interview coming up. Yeah. For yeah. Slasher Radio history. Yep. That was a really fun conversation. 
Uh, and, you know, not for nothing, like, you know, shark movies aside, it's always fun to talk to horror fans. And because, you know, that, that's what that's what this shit's all about. We're not going to do a new segment this week because we do have the interview with Brian. Uh, we are going to talk. Oh, shit. Be right back. Less than a se- less than 10 seconds. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm sorry. Is it about the dog? <laughs> what in the hell? Unprofessional behavior here. This is why I have to draft statements when I'm not around. I don't know what the hell you guys are going to do. I'm pretty much going to talk about sharks. <laughs> See, less than 10 seconds. Back. I don't think so, but all right. Well, it was about. I had something for drink roll call. I don't know how celebratory we're going to be, but God damn it, I've been waiting to do this. I'm going to do it. No. All right. All right. So, yeah, we're not going to have uh, news. We're going to have that interview with Brian talk a little bit about house shark and drink roll call real quick so are you guys drinking anything with the the recording schedule has been moved so we know how that goes yeah um yeah i so i had a drink for the interview i did not get a picture of it okay but i plan on having a second one this evening i'll send a picture in so that we we can include it because it is gorgeous i have finally done it i have completed the aussie jossie i will now be opening up uh names i have the recipe down i have the shark don't ask me how (laughs) i got the shark but i have one (laughs) cat might have committed a heist we can't prove that i have committed a heist but i do have a shark in the house a house shark maybe i have a house shark (laughs) holy shit um what a fucking tie back wow uh all right yeah it oh okay so i'm I'm assuming it's going to be very similar to what you've already sent us earlier in the week yes okay that's that's fucking that's fun i do have that picture for reference okay but Fair. i'm making them at home now so all right so that'll be on twitter that'll be on patreon <laughs> um cat made a house shark drink <laughs> house shark not gonna lie it's kind of funny i like i kind of like that <laughs> <laughs> I might just start calling them house sharks. <laughs> Rob, do you have anything to contribute, or are you? Uh... I'm drinking cheer wine out of a mason jar. Uh, out of a mason <laughs> jar. Fancy. <laughs> what? <laughs> you fucking hillbilly! You. Why would you drink it out of a mason jar? All the glasses I have are dirty. I only have, I have two mason jars. So I, you know, the milkshakes that I get, right? That I sent you guys pictures of before. The crazy yes. milkshakes. They come in mason jars. It's a place called Crazy Mason Milkshakes. And you get to keep the mason jar. So I have a couple of those around and all my glasses are dirty and I haven't turned on the dishwasher yet. So uh, that's fair. Yeah. My sink's pretty full. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, what else am I supposed to put it in? That's fair. Uh, all right. I am uh, drinking and I, I bought this a couple of weeks ago, but I've had a few drink roll call things in between. <clears throat> Excuse me. In between Rob wasn't here last week and I didn't want him to miss this gem. I am drinking buzz balls. What? Buzz balls. The hell's that? It's uh I just sent a picture of it in the group. It will be up on Patreon. Uh it's a strawberry Rita. Oh. Oh god damn it. Oh. What? You can't What? Do they have an Apple one? I feel like maybe I've had this. I've seen these. I'll tell you what, it's tasty, man. You know what? I, I'll give you a pass on this one. Really? Yeah, because I it think has so. balls in it. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's 
It does have balls in it. And where are my balls? It, it's very borderline, but I will give you a pass on it. I thought you would be mad at this one. Nah, I was at first, but eh, it's all right. It, this thing is hysterical. I was waiting online with an attitude at the drink at the liquor store a couple weeks ago. Imagine you with an attitude. Oh, that that <laughs> trip to that liquor store was fucking aggravating for no reason. Uh, and they, you know, like like when you go to a grocery store and they have all the candy and shit they want you to get on the way out. That's mm-hmm. what they did with this bad boy. And I'm standing in line with my attitude, and. I look over and I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and I'm looking at it. I picked one up and like, you know, when you pick up a ball, like a baseball or something, you just start tossing it. That's what I was doing. I was like, this thing's pretty fucking cool. And uh, apparently they're like 80 or 90% women owned, which is kind of cool too. Okay. And I could cool. not get it. Like I, they, I know they had a blue one. They might've had a green one cat. I feel like I've, I, I feel like I've had a cocktail like that that was they apple tea flavored. I'm at their website right now. Mm. Okay. Yeah, it's the it's I I don't know quite how to explain it to everybody. It's in a it has a top like a Coca-Cola. So uh, so a can of Coca-Cola and the the bottle, I guess you could call it, is like the shape of a ball with a flat bottom. And it's tasty. I should have got a couple more of these. It was like Three, four bucks, too. It's not it's a hell of a deal. You should have got the Cran Blaster. Oh, they had a Cran Blaster? Motherfucker. Yeah. They got a bunch of different flavors. They got a hazelnut latte flavor. I ain't getting that one. They, they had that one there. Yeah. They got yeah, a no. tequila Rita. Mm. Uh, they've got one called the Chalk Tees. Wow. <laughs> that's fucking hysterical. Yeah. The Chalk Tees. All right. You know what? This might like become my new thing. I might be the buzzball guy. Mm-hmm. You can join the buzz club. They have a thing called the buzz club. Apparently, you got a buzz club. Mm-hmm. Fuck out of here! Hold you on. can cash in buzzies for swag. You could get a buzz balls T-shirt, Mikey. I don't. I don't. I don't know if I'm gonna <laughs> do all that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's been sitting in my fridge for a couple of weeks now, and I've almost cracked it open a couple of times. Here we are. I have, mm. oh, they have them in like a little, the the espresso martini. They have like a, it's less of a ball shape and it's got a little form to it, like a cup. Really? Yeah. I'm looking at their mm. website now, buzzballs.com with a Z. <laughs> all right. All right. I might be the buzzball guy. We don't know. We don't know. Apparently they were on Shark Tank. Oh. They went on Shark Tank and that helped raise, uh, I don't know if it raised money for him, but it got uh, some notice. A lot of colada they have as well. They got one called, they got something called chillers. I don't know what those are. I love it when people pitch alcohol on Shark Tank. That's like one of my all-time favorite things. Huh. Well, <laughs> they, they come in and they're like, let's get the sharks drunk. And then, <laughs> <laughs> ask them for all the money. That's a good idea. It's the best thing you can possibly pitch on Shark Tank. Oh, absolutely. Mark Cuban is a Buzzballs guy, then, I would imagine. Yeah, well, that sounds know. like a Mark Cuban thing. Oh, absolutely. I don't know if he bought in or not, you know? But yeah, they got a lot of different kinds here. I am impressed. Uh, they only had like three flip. Oh, they got peach balls, Rob. Oh, look at that. Chili mango. Cran Blaster is going to be me. All right. Forbidden apple. Okay. I'm a Buzzballs guy. That's it. It's done. <laughs> it's official. Mikey loves the balls. 
Mikey loves <laughs> balls. Pin it. And where are my balls? <laughs> All right. Uh, so do you guys want to get into the movie? And we, we can drop the, the interview after that, because I would feel bad, because I very much enjoyed our conversation with Brian. I like Brian a lot, but I would feel bad putting that interview out and then saying what I'm about to say about this movie. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm fine with that. Hold on. You would think I'm prepared. Man, I, I got to be honest. My level of effort when we do a shark movie plummets. Like, I'm I not going to lie. All right. House Shark 2017. Mm. Does anybody want to go first or on uh, a quick opening thought? Yeah, I love this. This was oh, great. Okay. Uh, it, <laughs> it was a ton of fun. Um, it was everything that I wanted from a movie that's called House Shark because it gave me house shark. It made me wait for it, which is not ideal. You know, that's, you know, kind of a, a pet peeve of mine with shark movies. I want right into the shark. But I mean, it gave me a teaser. It gave me enough of a teaser of the house shark that I was willing to wait it out for the big finale with more house shark. Um, just great. I we, we talk about it a little bit in the interview. I was very charmed by the effects. And uh yeah, it had some great lines. It had fantastic one-liners. This is everything that I want from a shark movie. They did a great job. All right. Mikey, do you want to retort, and then I'll be the voice of reason? Sure. <laughs> um, everything Kat said was bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the one-liner. I'll, I'll admit, okay, this movie, How Shark, it made me laugh more than any other shark movie has by a lot. They had a bunch of one-liners. They had some dude with leader hosen for no fucking reason whatsoever. <laughs> he was funny. I kind of, it was really hard for me to take notes on this. Like I, I really did not enjoy this, this movie at all. Um, I didn't take notes on this one. Um, I was just happy to let the experience of how shark wash over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they tried to go for a story at, at least for like, you know, the first, good portion of the movie and and then at the end it went and did its thing my the biggest crime of this like out of all of it for me the biggest crime of this movie were a lot of scenes lasted a lot longer than they should have this is a two-hour movie there's no reason any shark b genre shark horror movie should go two hours there's just not and if you cut like you know five minutes off of some of those scenes that just dragged you, you, by the time like you do it here and there by the time you you, you next thing you know you cut off like 20 25 minutes that might have gone a long way honestly this at the very beginning was the closest it's come to me liking one of the it was the it had the most promise and then it all faded away I'll accept it's long. It's too long. I'll yeah. accept that. It did have some nice one-liners, just the tip for the shark, because when the dude was gonna get fucked by that shark, that was a plan, apparently. I don't know, man. This thing was all over the place, which I know it was supposed to be, but the best part of the movie was when the woman in the living room during the house showing said, I don't want anybody to catch us with your fingers up my butt. <laughs> Legendary. Right. So Rob, what say you? Uh, so, uh, typically I would, uh, agree with Kat 
on these uh, on these movies when we do them, and I think you're ridiculous, Mikey. I will say, however, this time I am um, maybe even dislike this more than you did. Um, really? I don't know about that. This movie is um, wow. It's not a horror movie. It's a comedy, which is it is a comedy, which is okay. <laughs> Because we did see bad CGI sharks, which was a comedy, and I loved it. I thought it was great. The difference is bad CGI sharks is funny, and this movie's not. What? It's just stupid. So when you've made a comedy that's not funny, or it, it, it's just stupid. You've just made a stupid movie. Rob, and do you hate it goes fun? on twice as long as it should. This is a 70-minute yeah. movie at the longest, and it goes on for nearly two hours. It was a torturous experience. There were Ooh. three main characters, and two of them I couldn't even understand what they were saying. <laughs> it, I hated this film. I hated really? it. I did wow. not. I did not chuckle. I saw that. Oh, look, that's an attempt at a joke. Unfortunately, it's not funny. <laughs> really? Oh, I, I wish... did not laugh. I maybe laughed one time during this movie. It's terrible. Do you remember what made you laugh? No. Oh. I thought it had some good. Um... No, it was stupid. It was your kind of humor. It was stupid guy humor. Cat found it funny too, and yet no, I also... I, I, I'll agree with that. I do have stupid guy humor. Absolutely, that is the thing. Rob is right. Won't argue. So I will say. So there were a lot of jokes in here, and this kind of goes in. This is where I feel like time could have been cut out of the movie because there are a lot of jokes that are that usually would turn me off to a horror comedy like this. There are a lot of what I would call poultry geist jokes in here. Uh, A lot of toilet stuff, uh, a lot of just like gross out humor. That's usually not for me. I I think there were enough uh, other jokes that I kind of gave a lot of this a pass. I also feel like they didn't push it as far as a lot of other B movies of the genre would. I I don't know. I kind (laughs) of, for the most part, this one really worked for me. I have basically one requirement of a comedy, and that's that you be funny. And this one did not meet that requirement at all. You I, you didn't laugh at all during this? I said I laughed probably once. I wow. laughed out loud in this yeah, one a few times. Although no. I, most of the things that made me laugh out loud, there was one line that really got me. Uh, my new favorite line of a horror movie is, is it true? that more people are killed by vending machines each year than by house sharks, which is just great. That's fantastic dialogue. Good world building. I loved it. Uh, But other than that, like a lot of it was the visual stuff that got me the, um, I was, I was happy and laughing every time that shark was on screen that just, that filled me with joy. The digital effects such as they were, were also, very fantastic i loved it i um i enjoyed the look of the shark i just wish that that poor shark had been in a better movie um i think when i did laugh now that i'm thinking about it the one thing that made me laugh was the fact that the shark had a gun i loved that the shark had a gun yeah i thought that was pretty funny (sighs) okay i i want to i want to talk about the the horror thing a little bit because a little bit in i was I, i actually said Okay, this is closer to a horror movie than at most of the other any of the other ones that we've watched. The the B level horror movies, uh, shark horror movies. I hate that this has become a genre. 
and, and you know, thinking about it here in Rob talk, honestly, I kind of thought that. And then the movie just continued to piss me off and I forgot about it. It got away from that very quickly. So that might not be a fair. I mean, it, it to me, this is the most horror out of all the shark horror movies that you guys have made me watch. It, it is. It, it, I I can see that. Like, it does start off probably yeah. more horror than a lot of them ever really get to. But like you said, it gets away from it. It did. And yeah. it is. This thing is <laughs> um, another thing that annoys me about bad comedies usually is they are joke, 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 joke. The entire script is nothing but jokes that aren't funny. I would have liked more sincerity and there's nothing to it to this movie other than just stupid joke after stupid joke after stupid joke. And it's trying so hard to be a comedy. I don't think that they, this movie gives a shit about being a horror movie at all. It has those elements in it it, at the beginning only to set up its stupid premise of having a shark in a house, a stupid premise of having a shark. Did we switch scripts? What the fuck? I'm just is the AI you, malfunctioning? When, <laughs> yeah, like, what what is this is the here? thing. This is, here's the thing. When these shark movies don't work, they really don't fucking work. <laughs> yeah, don't say. <laughs> and this one does not work. Okay. If if you didn't laugh at this, I don't know what to tell you. When the Abraham Lincoln looking dude, <laughs> when they drew the dick on his face and they were showing it in the pictures, like I don't the Facebook posts were so stupid. But when they were that was kind of like i chuckled i was like "Ah, okay they drew a dick on him fell asleep it's kind of funny but then he woke up and see the dick was on his face he goes who drew the dick on my face and they blamed the house shark and he was like damn you like that was the last straw for this guy and he believed it how'd you not find that funny man your description of it is funnier than what was actually in this, the movie. It's what happened. It's not funny. It's just dumb. He was so traumatic about, like, he believed it was the house shark. The house shark <sighs> snuck up on him while he was sleeping and drew a dick on oh, his so cheek. stupid. <laughs> so you called it a dumb plot. I the This is one, the plot really does kind of carry it because oh, it's... Boy. It's exactly the fun plot that I want. It, there were just sentences in here that made me so happy. The whole like <laughs> where they're talking about the sharks that went into uh, that went into the ocean so they could be in, uh, apex predators or whatever. And it's just like, you know, and then they all left for the oceans. And then it's like, well, most of them, <laughs> it's just like. That's so good. And then they had they had a house shark expert that they found online. I just moments like this. It's they're great. Yeah, yeah, they're so yeah. good. Yeah, I nope. The only thing I will I will say there was one thing that I did enjoy about this movie, and that was its use of shark vision. Yes. Uh, yes. Shark I, I liked that. I was like, now they're innovating in the shark movie world. They're doing something new. They're doing something interesting. Um, and again, I fully acknowledge that I called it a stupid premise. Listen, I love <laughs> Sharks of the Corn. It's a stupid premise, but it works. <laughs> and that's what makes it great. How Shark is a stupid premise that doesn't work. So it's just a stupid movie. How? how okay. Hold on. How does the premise of sharks in a cornfield work. The premise is stupid. The premise doesn't make any yeah, sense, yeah, but the movie works. Does it? So it it's fine. Like uh-huh. I'm on board with it. 
But if you give me a stupid premise and then a stupid movie that doesn't work at all, then I'm I've got nothing for you. Hmm. I don't know how to respond to that. Yeah, Rob, I thought you were gonna have some fun with this one. I'm shocked. Like I'm really bl- this has never happened before. How the yeah, fuck? I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah, I don't I don't know what to do either. Like Rob's shitting on it for me. I don't even gotta do anything. This is weird. It would have it would have helped had it not been so goddamn long. Yes, it, it's, long. it is almost two hours. That's the length of an A24 movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll like I said, starting off, I, I had a little bit of I was like, you know, this one might be the practical that that's another thing I, I really wanted to talk about. For the beginning of the movie. Oh, first of all, oh, that's what I forgot to ask Brian. God damn it. <laughs> One of the most disgusting things I've ever seen was that when dude came home from that date or whatever you want to call it, and he had the all over his face. Gross. But anyway, so he goes in the house and the babysitter's missing. She got butt naked to take a shit, which is weird too, by the way. Yeah. And yeah, that was like strange. I, I yeah, I was like, what the fuck she do? I thought she was gonna take a shower at first. Yeah. Which would have made just as much sense for her to be attacked by the shark in the shower as it was sitting on the toilet. But they had to get the stupid fart jokes in, so. I mean, yeah, okay, that, that's probably fair. But, man, they had a ton of practical effects. And in a way, and I'm not saying they looked phenomenal or anything, but, I mean, they, they were better practical effects than we've seen in any, or any of the shark movies that I've seen. And again, saying be harsh and not like fucking, you know, Jaws and obviously all disqualified. But I mean, they did. And like that scene, <laughs> fucking Allie tweeted it. I'll give Allie this much credit. Whenever I have to watch one of these shitty fucking horror uh, shark movies, she will put it in voting for her, her movie night every week in her discord. Just so like I don't have to watch more than one. So I watched it with a group of people. Perfect setting, right? And she actually tweeted that scene. And, you know, like, I, I kind of sat there and I was liking it, too, because, like I said, it was, you know, you see blood all over the wall and on the toilet and the stupid shark fins coming out of the fucking toilet. Could have did without that. But, dude, they, they, did, <laughs> they had that in there. No, the shark fin coming out of the toilet made me so happy because the fin was the size of the toilet. There was no way there was a whole shark in that. That was one of the best shots of the movie. Was that shark fin poking up? To me, that was one of the best shots of the movie, if not the best. And I could have did without the goddamn shark fin coming out of the toilet. No. <laughs> but, I mean, Rob, you I, you made me rethink that, though, man. Because I seen that, and I was like, wow, this is actually a horror movie. But they got away from that quick. You are right about that. No, they got away from that so fast. And it just became joke after fucking joke after joke. And I literally... and the. They people they just brought in random random people to kill off. Yeah, this movie is so bad, and it was made worse by the fact that the only place I could find it was fucking Tubi. So I had to sit through commercial breaks. By the way, I love when I have to watch these movies, and ads are the best parts of these movies to me. <laughs> honestly, yeah, yeah, I like the sometimes. Ads. Yeah, wow, man, that's wild. Yeah, look, I was excited to sit down and watch House Shark, and I thought, oh, this will be fun. Me and, my, me and Kat will love it, and Mikey will hate it, and we'll go around and around. And the longer <laughs> this movie went on, the madder and madder I was getting at how fucking stupid it was. 
I'm crushed to hear you didn't like House Shark. I don't know how I feel. I agree because the ones that I don't like, I tend to really not like, but they're just so few and far between. And even sometimes I come back around on them. Like sometimes they go full circle where if they piss me off enough, I'm back on board. What the fuck? <laughs> like Mega Shark versus Mecha Shark pissed mm. me the hell off for a long time before finally it was like, okay, I'm back. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, there there are very few that that fall in that middle ground. Usually I either love them and I think they're a great time or less often, but it does happen. They completely miss the mark and it falls completely in this category where I just can't stand them. The only one that I can think of off the top of my head that kind of fell in that middle ground was Trailer Park Shark. Like That was a middle ground shark movie. Yeah, I think for the most part, there was a lot of stuff I liked or I didn't like, but there was still enough stuff that I did like to kind of keep me on board with that movie. Yeah. This one had nothing. I mean, just absolutely fucking nothing other than Shark Vision. That was it. I was excited to see that. All right. The Shark Vision was a nice little touch. All it, yeah, like because yeah, it's tinted blue. It's going through the house. I wish they would have given a little more whooshy feel because like you could just tell it was some dude coming down the damn steps. You can see the shadow of his leg in one of the shots. Yeah, well, let's not get into the stuff you can see into the shots or whatever. I mean, <laughs> the fucking. Uh, I mean, they're in a house that's flooded. They're swimming underwater, and in the very next shot, they're dr- clothes and everything completely dry. Yeah, you know. But again, I'm not complaining about that. That's what you get with this kind of movie. You know, it's but why? Fine, but... Why? They woke up, the house was completely unflooded, and they were surrounded by cardboard boxes. You couldn't have taken them out in the back and hit them with the hose a couple times. Like, really? They, they like that cost you nothing. Yeah. And that's my like that that's my problem with movies like these. I get they're supposed to be bad. I understand. But Mm -hmm. little shit, you don't get a pass because it's supposed to be bad that you just are lazy with shit like that. To me, you don't get a pass for that. It's laziness. Like, just get them (laughs) wet. You Obviously, there weren't too many reshoots in this goddamn thing. You got them wet and dried them off. I hated that every character was, like, named after a president. That was stupid. (laughs) Yeah. I like that they brought it up one time really early in and then just seemed to to forget about it, like as they're meeting more president people. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I mean, his wife's name was even Lady Bird. I know. I mean, like, (laughs) that annoyed me. In a better movie, I would have found that funny or charming at least. But in this movie, it just doesn't work. It's so, everything is so fucking stupid that it's, it's like, when you watch a bad movie that, that crosses over into like so bad it's good territory, everything can't be fucking stupid or <laughs> it's just a bad movie. You know what I mean? Like there's got to be something that you, you can take away from it that you like. And this one has the two or three scenes that they use the shark vision and everything else is just fucking dumb. That's okay. Whenever we do shark movies from now on, I'm cutting all of Rob's audio and pasting the one <laughs> from this episode in there. Cause it is wild to me to hear you say that. Cause like, what wasn't stupid about Sharks of the Corn? It works. <laughs> it just works. I found it funny. I found it entertaining. This one was torturous to get through. And the runtime, I keep, I keep going back to that, but it does play yeah. a big part in that. Sharks of the Corn is a short, a breezy, part. easy watch. This one is not. It's, I, so I, I get it. 
because that's how I feel about shark movies. They work or they don't work. But I, it's wild to me that this one doesn't work. I critically, I can understand how this is not like one of the better B movies that we've watched. Like it, it the it's too long narratively it doesn't tie back around there's no heart in it I like I get those things but I don't think I've laughed out loud this much in a shark movie since bad CGI sharks that seems to be the biggest difference for me with this movie like the visuals just made me happy I was laughing so hard through this one it's very it's frustrating to try to explain what makes a shark movie work and what doesn't make a shark movie I would imagine because sometimes they you, just do. Right. You just watch it and it works or it doesn't work. This one, it, it didn't work. And maybe had I found any of the jokes funny, I would have enjoyed it a lot more. But I didn't. They So they just annoyed. You know, like a, you're hanging out with a group of friends and you got that one guy who just won't stop making stupid, annoying jokes. That's this fucking movie. Mm. Mm. And if you don't know that guy, then you are that guy. And don't. Stop it. <laughs> <sighs> All right. I, I I'm I'm blown away, honestly. I can't believe that it, it it's kind of like I always thought it would be kind of nice if someone else didn't like one of these, but now it feels kind of weird. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, how it, feel. it feels weird because somebody else is like invading your space. This is your yeah. zone. This is Mikey's territory that I'm in. And I'm my goddamn room, man. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it any more than you do. You think I like agreeing with you about something? No, (laughs) that's not the dynamic we've created on this show. It so seldomly happens. And for this to be the fucking movie to do it is crazy to me. Cause like, and I, I don't fucking know, man, for me to, I should have known for me to, for me to have had hope. I should have known something was weird. I do think it's really funny that the first shark movie we have on here that just doesn't work for Rob is one that Mikey said had the most hope. It had hope, man. It really, truly did. It it had because they tried. Like I said it before. They tried to tell a story. And again, it that might honestly, if a couple of scenes were a couple of minutes short and they knew when to cut it, I might like this fucking movie. And if they would have stuck, I don't know what they were thinking. Honestly, this would have been a really good. Well. Okay, let me move on. <laughs> this would have been a much better movie, and maybe even I would have liked it if they would have cut a couple of they would have known when to cut a scene short and to stop it when it was going too long. And if they would have stuck more of these practical effects, man, there's no reason uh, when the 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 um the guy with his finger in the girl's butt, which I, I appreciate them tying back to the later on, they came back to that. Somehow they could tell, but you know, you've seen the bad CGI look of the blood coming out. Like, why? That had to have cost you more money than throwing blood at that window. Why? And then you could have got a nice little scene of, like, the room covered in blood. I get you got to clean it, and they had to have a small crew with no money. But put the effort, what would it have cost you to just stick around and clean the fucking shit up? You know, like, little shit like that goes a long... If they would have did that, this might have been a this might have been a movie that I like. I don't think it would have helped this movie. It had to. one thing they they could have done. What would have really helped it was cutting the third act in like half. Uh yeah. Because they go in the movie or they go into that house to kill this shark and it just goes it's it goes on and on and on and it's the same scene over yeah. and over again just yeah. in a different room filled with different jokes that Yeah. It's just so fucking tedious, this movie. 
And the jokes, I don't want to act like it, the shooting percentage was low. They didn't make a lot of them, but the ones they made, I found funny. But yeah, no, you're right, right? It had it was the same scene filmed with different one-liners. I'm in the different camp there because once the parts that I would have made shorter was them getting into the house. Like my perfect version of House Shark. They have the beginning where the girl dies. They cut to two months later where they're living in the backyard. They immediately get back into the house and it's just all in that house. Like I I didn't need, and I'm all for, we talked about this in Trailer Park Shark where I really liked the backstory of the random villain that they had that was like pro shark so he could get the development done there. Uh, I I did not care about the realtor stuff going on behind no. the scenes in House Shark. We mm-hmm. could have cut all of that. And once they got into the house, like every scene with the shark made me happy, even though we had it multiple times. I just liked watching the shark. That would have been enough of a movie for me. Um, I enjoyed that the look of the happy. shark. I just would have liked to see it do something different or like to see anything different. It was just the same shit over and over again. And we have to have the realtor. Otherwise, how do we get the Abraham Lincoln character that you can't understand a word he's saying? That's the thing. We couldn't understand what he was saying. He just could have showed up and I would have been like, okay, <laughs> checks out. I would have forgiven that as well. I mean, I mean, yeah. I, so I, I do agree. It got a little bit repetitive, but I was just so happy watching the in the house scenes. Like that was, that was everything I wanted. I, I wish they, they, they should have cut across the board with a bunch of things. I do. I agree. It should have been before they got in the house. Should, their spots should have been cut. While they were in the house, spot should have been cut. Him doing research at a goddamn library, like he doesn't own a tablet <laughs> or something. Like, what the fuck? Come on, man. That that could have been cut entirely. I don't know. I I really like that was another one of those visual gags that just made me happy where it's like reports of shark attacks in the houses. <laughs> like what you a, just reminded he, me. Yeah. The one laugh, the one oh. out loud laugh I got. Is he's looking at a newspaper and he flips (laughs) it over and the headline reads, local idiot thinks there's a shark in his house. I laughed at that. Okay. I didn't laugh at anything else in this movie except for maybe the shark having a gun. I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, Okay. The the shark himself. Uh, No, I thought it looked awesome. I did like the look of the shark. Who they? Oh God, that's another fucking character, man. What did I call him? I didn't know what the hell to call him. The fucking like ninja looking. Uh, did I, I? I might not have noted it. Huh. Okay. Uh. The oh the ninja genie. I was calling him. Who was like choking the dude out and slapping the shit out of him without touching him and stuff. Oh yeah. Zero fucking purpose in the movie, but. He's standing at the door because he's the one that's going to go kill this house shark. And the door opens and the shark's there and he eats him. Yeah. I was happy because they actually made a fucking shark. And in um, Sharks of the Corn, we didn't get a real fucking shark. (laughs) We got some island wreck rubber shark from a pool store and it looked awful. Uh, Santa Jaws, we got a really terrible looking shit. Like, it was just... Hey, now. Hey, hey, hey. You be nice to Santa Jaws. I'm just saying, like, it was a generic, badly done CGI shark that you see all the time. It was a Christmas shark. What are you talking about? It had Christmas bulbs for teeth. 
Well, I was saying the shark itself. Yeah, they did all that. That made it look worse to me. It had a horn. They had a practical effects. Like they made a shark. And I got to give them a little bit of credit for that. But when you get into the house later on and you see scene after scene of these three schmucks that are supposed to kill the shark. And every time they see the shark, they just freeze and scream every time. So they could have killed the shark 50 fucking times. But it's just walking around the house. (laughs) That's a really clever design, though, because this is a shark that evolved differently than water sharks. It's a different Uh, breed. It's a house shark. (laughs) I guess that's fair. That just it don't mean I want to see it. (laughs) I wanted to see so much more of the house shark. How mad would you have been? We talked about underwater last week. How mad would you have been if it's just a paper mache shark body on a dude walking around in In underwater? Yeah. Oh, I'd have been livid. What if that was like the final creature design? The portway would have plummeted. I would have been livid. I'd have been so mad. Uh, but that's what they gave us, man. And again, I, I'm not I hated that it was just a, like it looked worse the more I got to see it. But I can't get mad, dude. They they made a fucking shark and the thing was big and it looked kind of cool. But I just don't like what it and it pulled out a gun. It's like, fuck. why? <laughs> why? Again, I liked the gun because I'd never seen that before. So What? And again, oh. it makes sense. If these sharks evolved differently than other sharks, why would they not have the capacity to use weapons? A yeah. laser gun? It tracks. Where did you get it from? Yeah. Okay. You made it. Oh, all right. How shark yeah. technology. Who cares? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's great. The other guy had a laser gun, so if he can have a laser gun, why can't the shark have a laser gun? I don't know why anybody had a fucking laser gun. Now, that didn't bother me. I, I did enjoy that. but Of course it didn't. I don't have anything else to say about this fucking thing, so... Are you ready for port noise and... Or for ratings? I'm sorry. How about this? Let's... And I have a review game. Okay, so let's do the review game, and let's port noise after the interview. So we'll take a a break, kick to the interview, then port noise. So you fuckers gotta stick around. Yeah. All right, so what's the review thing, Kat? Okay, so... We've been playing with the idea of you guys guessing the ratings for this mm-hmm. one. Last week, I let you guys choose numbers. This time, I have done something that I'm kind of proud of. I have found one one-star review and one ten-star review with titles that are very ambiguous. So I'm going to read you guys the title of the review and let you decide which one's ten-star and which one's one-star based Ooh, on nice. that. Okay. Okay. So our first one is the height of bad shark filmmaking. All right. And the second one is, wow, is what I have to say about the cinematic treasure. It's easy. Yeah. Yeah. um, I, I feel like the bad shark making is the 10 star because like that, that's written that like someone, whoever wrote that is one of you guys. (laughs) <laughs> like, that's a good thing to them. So that's how I read it. So I think that's the 10 star. I agree with Mikey. Yeah. All right. You guys are correct. Okay. I thought that was going to be harder because I honestly thought that cinematic treasure, if 
when that I that was um, weird. Yeah, I could I could see myself typing that sarcastically yeah. about something. That's why I could that. see it sarcastically, but it um it just went so long before it gets to the like criticism of it. I I so maybe the whole review context helped. I I can't imagine calling something a treasure sarcastically oh i could yeah like oh yeah let's watch that cinematic treasure fucking terrifier <laughs> you know i think you've called my um my opinions on movies treasure a couple times rob that that can't <laughs> be true no yeah no yeah i i cherish your opinion mikey huh okay mm-hmm. uh motherfucker. <laughs> what are the reviews now cat <laughs> uh, so, okay so the reviews uh our one star review our cinematic treasure I enjoy poorly done and low-budget screwball movies for the sheer lunacy and entertainment value, but this one, never before have I seen anything put on film that was this outlandishly ridiculous. Still sounds like a good thing to me. Um, (laughs) Some jokes are funny, and Mr. Bonk thought he must have been playing a great prank on the audience. From pitiful acting to the obsession over certain body parts and the ludicrous foam house shark, there were no redeeming parts of this quote-unquote film i tried to enjoy any part of the cinematic treasure and i just couldn't so he calls it a treasure a second time um but if you want to punish someone for almost two hours ask them to watch house shark with you at our 10 out of 10 they had me when the toilet shark that eats the babysitter just decides it's time to move into the house for no reason they pulled me in when they had to find a house shark expert because darth squanto was not up to the task they won me over when the good uh, they won me over for good when the house started to flood this is bad filmmaking and imaginative and a funny kind and i am all for it Hmm. i wish that's the thing i wish (laughs) it just doesn't get there um that being said, the review, the ratings for this are not super great. Imagine. I will say it's a 3.7 out of 10 on IMDb. Well, I have that tab open and a 56% audio uh, audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. What? 56%? Really? 56%. Jesus. But there are not enough critic. Re- there well, are zero not. critic reviews. Yeah. So this does not have an official <laughs> tomato meter. Right. I, you can't trust audiences to score stuff on Rotten Tomatoes. We know this. Yeah, they're out of their minds. Yeah, no. All right, that's fair. All right, so let's take a quick break, and we well, will. Well, do, do you want facts? You did facts. I was going to act like you weren't responsible <laughs> for it. To be honest, I had no. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, I did facts for this one. I, I okay. did not do budget because I couldn't find it. Uh, I'm Imagine. sure that it didn't get a box office release and. I think we can all agree the budget was probably $5. I think yeah. I paid um, more for the buzz balls I got. Than the <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I did find some some facts were listed about this. Samantha Varga, uh, this is her only role um, and nude scene as of uh, at least January 2023. Uh, Ron Bach said that Varga, who played Bessie, the, uh, the babysitter, had answered a, a casting call for the movie saying she had a minor interest in acting. He even told her that the role required an extended full frontal nude scene, and she was all for it, so he cast her in the movie, and he said she was a lot of fun to work with. I bet. The naked woman (laughs) was not fun to work with. (laughs) She could Uh, be screaming at you. The special effects in House Shark were created by Marcus Koch and Matthew Ash. Over the course of about three weeks, Koch constructed a 14-foot shark costume out of foam (laughs) latex. Latex, sorry. Uh, several people performed as suit actors inside the shark costume, in, including Coke and uh, Michael Merchant, the latter of whom also played 
uh, the character Zachary in the film. In an interview with the Hollywood Reporter, Bach disclosed that the costume has since been disassembled, so you cannot buy no. that. No, no, it's oh, gone, no. gone to history. Why would you so, get rid of that, though? I mean, not I don't nothing. know. I don't know. I think I would have kept that around. I would have too. Yeah. Uh, Tony Danza's first marriage was to Rhonda oh, Yeoman. They went in 1970 and divorced in 1974. Their son Mark appeared with Danza on Taxi in two episodes as Brian Sims. That's that's Brian Sims on yeah. Taxi. Oh yeah, because I give a shit. But was that really needed today? Yeah, I kind of felt like it was missing. You know, we didn't do the whole Gabagooly thing. It's I felt like you know. But it wasn't missing. I had two last week because of you, mind you. <laughs> again, Actually, I had three. Again, we've been told that it is a favorite uh, segment of some of our listeners. We don't want to leave that out. I don't care. Oh. Uh, Bonk has stated that it's he hard to more... do a shark. What? You put it in the middle of it? You didn't even end with yeah. it? Jesus yeah. Christ. Bonk has stated that it's hard to do a shark movie without paying homage to Jaws. He also referred to House Shark as being the blazing saddles of shark movies due to the absurd elements present in the film. That is an insult to both Jaws and Blazing Saddles, sir, and I beg you to never speak their names again. That that was my editorial there at the end. Oh yeah. They did say we're gonna we're gonna need a bigger house. <laughs> Which is so funny because they're trying to find the shark uh and they can't. And then it's like we're gonna need a bigger house. And it's like that's the exact opposite of what you guys need. Right. <laughs> you guys need to be fighting like a tiny one bedroom apartment shark. <laughs> apartment shark. Oh god. Prequel. Studio shark. Yeah. <laughs> Prequels, apartments. <laughs> Oh, Dream shit. pre-production for House Shark, Bonk launched a campaign on the crowdfunding website Indiegogo to um to help alleviate production costs. The campaign failed to reach its desired funding goal, so as a result, both the equipment used for the film and the size of the crew became limited. And those Imagine. are your facts for House Shark and Tony Danza. What? No more Danzas. This is getting out of control now. No more this week. No more. Period. I will. Um, do you, you want to let be, be let in on a little secret there, Mikey? Sure. It's getting harder for me to find these facts, so we might be out God, man, thank. Well, wait, wait, hold on. Let me translate for the listening audience. My, <laughs> it's getting harder to find these facts. The one website Rob probably fucking found. The list is almost done. Am I oh, right? No, I've exhausted. Wrong? I've exhausted that list already, and I'm working oh. on my own now to find them. So, um, <laughs> what the it's. Fuck? It's going to come to an end soon because, well, I'm just not that invested. <laughs> Out of all the things for you to put effort to into life, how much shit are you neglecting? And you're <laughs> sitting there making a list of Tony Danza facts, you animal. My boss is not happy. <laughs> yeah, hold on. That report will, I'll be done in a little bit. I'm trying <laughs> to find this Tony Danza stuff. Yeah, he's like, you put it. You, why aren't you working? I am working. It's not on <laughs> this. <laughs> Your your daily thought of aggravating me. Wonderful. Uh, all right. Son of a bitch. Every time, man, it gets me every fucking time. All right. So we'll take a quick break then. And because we, we built up this portnoy, I am very interested to see if yours is lower than mine. It's going to be a battle, I think. Okay. So we'll <laughs> see. Uh, we'll take a quick break. Well, actually, it's not going to be a break. We're going to take you. Uh, you guys are going to hear the interview we had with Brian Barry. And we will catch you on the other side of that with Port Noise and uh, goodbye. 
Uh, we are joined by a very special guest today, Mr. Brian G. Berry, author. Uh, what we're talking about mostly today is his novelization of House Shark. But uh, Brian, you have a ton of million, you have a ton of different projects, and we will dive into a bunch of them. But anyway, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good. How about you? Doing wonderful. I, I want to know first of. Uh, you i'm looking through your books uh you, you on amazon it seems like you're predominantly yes and godless okay ton of horror stuff which i love mm -hmm. so what draws you into the genre what what made you because it looks like you're predominantly a horror writer yeah okay so what what brought you into the into the horror genre what made you pick that lane um it all started long time ago actually with um little grade school books um like my teacher is an alien you know goosebumps <laughs> stuff like that mm. i started seeing um horror comics like ec comics creepy eerie all those i was getting really involved in those and i just fell in love with it but i've always been in love with like horror in general i've always used to watch it since i was like three years old i could still remember stuff you know and uh and then like when it came to writing like lovecraft and then robert howard Clark Ashton Smith, all these authors like this, and you know, and that's what got me involved in it. That's awesome, and it's 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 so cool because, um, well, on this show mostly we talk a lot about you know movies and stuff like that, but we, I think a lot of people forget sometimes the different outlets that there are that bring you into the genre, and yeah, absolutely, Goosebumps sure. and all that, yeah. All right, so House Shark. I mean, you. Well, actually, I'm kind of curious too. What goes into when you pick up, because, you know, writing a book is a whole monster in itself and taking that on. But when you write a novelization of a film, is, is there a different approach there? And even like, how do you get into and I'm asking not for me personally, although I'm also curious, uh, <laughs> how do you get into the novelization business uh, for films? Because that just I, yeah. that has to be a story right <laughs> <laughs> it is it is um when i uh write the book i watch the movie along with it and um i'm given the script so i go off the script a lot of things that are in the script do not make the cut in the movie so it helps me to expand and um see the way they're acting outside of the camera so that really helps and to me writing a novelization is very simple i don't really have to think too much i just got to detail what i see and bring it all to life in print and um i mean it I, I'm working on two right now, um, and they're just going seamlessly, flawlessly, and it feels really good. And when I get, how I got into it is I actually just approached the guy that runs SRS Cinema, and I've asked him for a few months. I just kept on his toes, you know, and eventually he got really? back to me. And he, yeah, he just got back to me, and he was like, um, he's all you've been, you know, asking, so let's do this. And I said, sounds good to me. So essentially pretty much locked into their you know their world of film i can do anything pretty much at whim all polonia brothers and uh it's a really cool opportunity and i'm really grateful for it that sounds amazing how did you <laughs> that's how did you get the idea to just ask <laughs> that is a ballsy <laughs> move absolutely yeah it is like, yeah. i love it but how <laughs> well that's how uh, um that's how I approach things. Like, if I want to do it, I'm going to do it. And uh, I'm going to ask. <laughs> and if they say yeah. no, they say no. That's how I see it. And um, 
they came out with a movie called Motorboat, which was a Polonia Brothers movie. And I loved what it was about. You know, it was like a boat prowling the lake and kind of like a Jaws thing. And um, I, so I asked him about that, and then that's where it took off. And he said, all right, let's do this. And that's what essentially got me to do it. I just loved the, the look of that film. And I knew about novelizations. You know, I read them. And um, I'm also, you know, with uh, Encyclopolis um, Publications, and I'm locked into a novelization with them too, but it's um, not coming out until like later. But um, yeah, so that's how I go about it. That is so exciting. They also do really good novelizations over there. So oh, yeah, for sure. I'm I'm excited to see. It. I, you probably can't tell us what you're working no, on. I can't. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I'm I'm excited to put this movie Motorboat on my list of to watch because that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's actually pretty fun. Uh, do they let you pick the, cause you're with the studio now you're, you're kind of locked in there. Um, do they let you pick what novelizations you want to do? Do they have a list? Uh, do they give you free reign? <laughs> yeah. Um, essentially I talk to, I communicate with, uh, Ron Bonk often and he and I just discuss, okay, Hey Ron, I like the look of this one. I want to do this one right now. And he's like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> he's given me a <laughs> list to choose from, uh, recently. And, um, they're all really, they're all really cool ones. They're all ones that I want to do, and a couple of them are actually Christmas ones I'll be putting out this December. But um, there's some, uh, there's there's a big list to go through in that company. I don't have them all because some of them, some of the directors and producers don't even care to have novelizations. But anything Ron Bonk, Polonia Brothers, and a few others, I'm allowed to run with. That just that's got to be one of the coolest job opportunities ever. <laughs> it is. Know? It really is. Combining that love of um, horror cinema with the uh, with the writing process—that's just so yeah, definitely. fun. Absolutely. And um, was House Shark one that you chose? Did you were you watching these <laughs> movies and saw yeah. House Shark and are like, "That's the one." <laughs> that's a That's pretty much what I told him. I said, "Hey, Ron, let's do your uh, <laughs> let's do your movie House Shark." And he's like, "I would love to see that novelization." And he said, "Let's do it." So I was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm the shark guy. Let's bring this shit to life." I'm the shark guy. That's funny. Uh, oh, but when you're watching these movies too, though, is there something like, is there just like a bell that goes off at like, and it's like, this is the one or like, what do you look for? Because there's got to be something there that you feel you can sink your teeth into as mm -hmm. a writer. Huh. Like, what, what do you look for in that process? Like when you watch the movie? Uh, wacky plots, you know, I'm all about the like trash horror of the eighties and seventies. And um, I love it. And anything that emulates that, um, I'm going to jump right on it and the more wacky, more ridiculous I'm on it. And uh, <laughs> the whole notion of a house shark, which is <laughs> freaking awesome. <laughs> I was just like, well, yeah, I want to do that. that. That'll be so fun to write a shark, you know, swimming through a house and eating people. That's just completely nuts. Yeah. You know, and we, we talked briefly. I'm not a fan of movies like this. everybody who listens to the show knows, but the hearing you say that honestly hearing you say that because i i would imagine you could write more than you know obviously you can write more than we see and when you you know you can kind of get into things off screen which you know honestly like that that's what kind of interests me more you know mm -hmm. like you can write stuff like the shark swimming through the house and you know like that that seems that mm -hmm. i like that i thought process of it yeah absolutely uh yeah for sure i kind of like that yeah yeah, I uh I added scenes to the book too. Um 
things Ooh. that were they're just my own. I just added my own thing in it. You know, uh, the ending is not in the movie. It was in the script, so I use that ending. Yeah, so it's always fun to jump in there and add things that can be that could happen in the film. Mm-hmm. But you know, so it's it's really fun. And it's so cool that that you have a um, working relationship with the studio that trusts you to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good incentive for readers to get that extra content also. So, Oh, sure. Sure. <laughs> I want to maybe try and push, maybe we could do more like shark movie novelizations on the show instead of the movies guys. What do you think? Yes. <laughs> honestly. Yes. 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 <laughs> Brian, like honestly, listening to you talk about this, it interests me so much more than watching the movie. <laughs> it truly, yeah. it truly does. And mm-hmm. I mean, part of it is maybe I don't have to, because uh, part of my thing with these movies are like some of it just looks really, really bad. And I mm-hmm. and I'll say I'll say this. There are things in this movie and I, and I know it's supposed to. There are things in this movie that I actually thought looked pretty good, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. maybe for me, someone who is not a fan of these type of movies, not having to see it. If that makes any sense. Yeah, no, it makes all the sense. <laughs> yeah, because you let you have you're living it's kind of genius like you're living in this world of this of these movies but at the same time you're not like these movies are restricted to so much budgets and and what they could do visually Mm -hmm. you're not and Mm -hmm. that's got to be really fun to play with as well definitely and just call it what it is mikey you hate fun i don't hate fun fun. i don't hate fun he hates anything that's fun he's just like that's (laughs) terrible i'm a leprechaun fan that's not possible (laughs) <laughs> but yeah absolutely man and especially like because th- these movies are creative for you like you can do whatever the fuck you want make it a movie like this so exactly. much is forgiven and you're not held in by those reins and that's got to be uh what, what's the creative process with that because you can literally you're already dealing with something that can do and ha- i mean let's be honest this movie did whatever it wanted and you could even go further than that so how do you pick what, like you said, you, you kind of expanded on the movie a little bit. How do you pick what you want to? Because I, I would imagine there's some sort of staying true to, to the film in there as well. How do you juggle that? Uh, I attack it from like a certain angle. So like, okay, the guy, um, Frank, he's living out in his backyard because he fears a shark. And he's nuts, you know, he's, he's uh, the whole neighborhood knows it. And then the way I have it is a scene I won't like tell it all, but it starts with a couple kids in the neighboring house in their backyard. You know, they're playing baseball, throwing a ball around or whatever. And it sails over the fence, and then there—that's the haunted house over there. You know, it's the house with the shark in it that he's, everyone's talking about, whispering about. So these kids want to get their ball back, so they go over there, and to them, it's a freaking haunted house. And um, mm. and then it takes off from there. So essentially, I look at it from all different angles like that. Like the shark has a he has a laser gun in the movie. <laughs> uh-huh, he sure does. Um, you know, I I can use that in a different way. Maybe he didn't just like shoot him once. Maybe he ducked around the corner and come back with it, and he was just you know hitting him with it or whatever. But all that kind of stuff, it's I don't know. It just comes to me in a in an easy manner, and um, it really feels good when I just come up with something like that. So that's that's pretty much how I do that. And I already, I know what Mikey is going to say about this because he hates fun, but it, working in the genre, working with these novelizations for this specific kind of movie, 
is there a part of you that just gets like elated to see things like there's one shot in the movie where they're swimming in the house the house floods <laughs> and uh it's just like like a windows movie maker style uh overlay of water in the house that they're mm -hmm. pretending to swim through does that just fill your heart with joy <laughs> yeah you get because, excited you know, to write these things <laughs> yeah and it's funny because i don't bring it out that way it's like there's really water there you know and uh, yeah things tangled up in the water you know he's trying to get by all this shit but yeah it's really it's just it's it's ridiculous it's fun ridiculous uh, speaking of that scene too by the way i i watched this movie with a bunch of people a couple of people loved it like they, that was their bet. The, one person who was watching this movie, they did not like, it. and they do like shark movies. So it's not like, you know, it wasn't for them. They just, uh, this one wasn't winning them over. They were above and beyond about that scene. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, like, honestly, part of me can appreciate it, but you know, like when their things are floating and it's just someone off camera, like clearly lowering it, <laughs> it, 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 it had, it it had its drawbacks for me, but the the ambition they had with it, I kind of appreciate. But mm -hmm. Brian, like you said, you're not restricted to that. In your world and in in your project, there is water in there. Yeah. So it's it's almost like you get that high budget feel without a high budget feel, which has got to be great. Exactly. We got to start doing, guys. You went uh, uh, these movies that you make me watch. You're going about it all wrong. We got to do novelizations of them. Now we know. <laughs> now you know. Are you on board with Fantabulous now, Mikey? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm not. But, but no, honestly, on, like, <laughs> hearing Brian talk about, like, I've never thought about this kind of stuff. And it's, I'm very, very intrigued. Like, it, it's seriously genius, really. And that has to be, I, I think that's, the mindset that you have to approach where you have to just treat these things you see the water overlay and the splash on the camera and the people moving <laughs> furniture up and down but you like because you're approaching it in a world where this is real i think you have to go into the movie also with the correct sense of just i'm choosing to believe all of these things are happening and i think that's the spirit to enjoy shark movies in yeah definitely definitely i have a couple more that i know that i'm going to be doing this year for them you know, and they're in the same kind of world, you know, as House Shark. They're in that realm of <laughs> off the wall kind of stuff. And it's going to be fun. To me, it's fun. And like you said, like, you know, I, I'm not restricted. So I could just have yeah. all the fun with it all I want, you know. And uh, yeah, I'll be doing this for a long time. <laughs> when you finish one of these, do you have to turn it into them for like approval or anything? Or do they just let you run with it? He actually just lets me run with it. Okay, um, cool. He looked through my, so cool. you know, my bibliography and everything, and he essentially he just trusts me, you know. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I was just wondering, like, if there'd ever been a time where, because you said you'll add things sometimes that, mm -hmm. where you went uh, too far in one direction or another, and he was like, no, but it sounds like mm -hmm. he just let you do your thing. Yeah. What a yep. what a wild meeting that would be, though. <laughs> Just, <laughs> let's not ruin the house shark cannon, right? Like, fill it back. Yeah, I did the same with motorboat, you know. Uh, I used the lake to my benefit, and people swim in the lake. You know, there's a lot of scenes that could have been in that movie, and I added them, so. Do you have um any kind of other requirements, like word count or 
you know, do they have a range that they want you to stick in? Not at all. Or... Not at all. I try to stay at like 30,000, 35,000 words. I, want, I don't want it too big. Just put, you know, a little novella, a little short You're... novel. <laughs> Everything I'm learning about this, this just sounds like a the perfect job. <laughs> You've <laughs> got to be having the time of your life. Oh, yeah, it's fun. How funny would it be if you had, had written a novelization of House Shark that was like 1,500 pages or something, <laughs> just this huge, thick tone? <laughs> See, that's the route. This is why I don't get jobs like this, because I would that would be the route I would take. I'd be like, here is <laughs> right, right. Here's my the stand of life. every character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the thing about when I'm doing especially SRS titles, I'm not... I'm not wanting to super overdevelop it. You know, these are, yeah. these movies are meant to be fast, quick, and just fun, you know? And uh, that's what I try to bring and maintain that throughout the whole thing. And that's something that you had um, already established in your previous body of work, right? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. you had done snow sharks and <laughs> yeah, snow shark or uh, singular. Oh my God. I can't words today, but you'd also huh. done, um, Commando Shark. I, I actually don't know what order these came out in. I know what order I found them in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, Commando Shark just came out today. Ooh. Uh, I know. I'm excited about it. I, I haven't ordered Goblins. <laughs> yeah, and, and then again, you, you get the, like you said, the, the it, it scenes that weren't in the movie, you kind of threw them in there. And that's the beauty of it. And I, I say it again, like, and I, I know I'm 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 mean to these movies. Like I, I I know, but they're at the same time. Like I a part of me does feel bad, but I mean I you know I have to go about how I feel what's in front of me, you know. But it, you know, making a movie is hard. You need money to do this stuff, and I think viewers forget that sometimes when creating projects and all that. All that it's like, okay, this would be in there. Yeah, that'd be cool if that was in there. Sure, like you. A writer or director can agree with you all day about what should be in a movie, but when it comes down to it, it's like, all right, well, this is what it's going to cost to get it in there and to mm -hmm. do it, you know, and and you just like that that that's amazing that you can just feel like, okay, this was in the script, but it wasn't in the movie for whatever reason. It wasn't in the movie, probably budgetary or whatever it is. Sure, and you don't like you you just those chains are gone for you. You're like, all right, mm -hmm. it's in there now. Let's do it. Is there any type of, uh, I don't know quite how to put it when you you're, cause you have to envision these scenes. Cause obviously you didn't see them in the movie. Do you try and like, how, is there any formula that you use to keep it in the tone of the movie, even though it wasn't in there, do you try and match that? Or do you take scenes that you add in and just make them somewhat completely your own? I do a little bit of both, actually. Um, okay. I don't know if you remember the office scene, like when he's in the realtor's office, you know, it's like kind of <laughs> dark and mm -hmm. like that. Oh, I made that scene just ridiculously like uber creepy, you know, like the guy, um, the boss is like this malevolent, like kind of boss, you know, he's almost evil in a way because that's how his character was projected to me, you know, and uh, so I kind of expanded that like <laughs> in a more serious prose, but um yeah, it just depends. It just depends, really. It just depends on the character, the situation, the mood, and uh, but I generally try to keep it right involved with the feel of the movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's smart. That's smart, and and that that's got to be nice too, where you can kind of uh, switch gears on the scene because you know something like that. And, and again, it goes back to you know 
how I feel about certain things with the, these types of, you know, the B movies. Like mm-hmm. that, that scene, and I'll say this too, this movie was, uh, they tried to go for an actual story and they tried to give a little bit of weight to to these characters here and there, which you don't, you don't typically see in the shark movie genre, mm-hmm. but, but they attempted it here and, and I, and it came through, like I, I seen it, it, it was there. And some of the, like the, the office scene is a great example that you used. If they would have went with maybe more of a serious tone, maybe, maybe it would have, cause you know, some of it just kind of came off a little bit ridiculous. Some of it was matched the tone of the movie and I got it. Some of it was like, ah, you're kind of, it comes across as sometimes, did you mean to do that? Or is that just what happened? And being able to kind of say, okay, this needs this and being able to just change it because you realized it needed it. And and it it just, it makes, it kind of makes it, it makes it better in my opinion. Sure. Definitely. Yeah, like uh, sometimes interactions in the movie like all completely change around because they just don't make sense for the book. Mm-hmm. Um, it wouldn't make any sense. It would be all weird and just uh, fragmented in a bit. So I kind of smooth it out in the way you would read a book, you know. So I sometimes I got to drag out conversations and all that and make them fit properly. And you know, the script is just chopped in certain ways that just won't make sense for a book. Do you ever feel like you have a tough time uh, converting? like visual gags and humor into the book or do you have a system for for kind of dealing with that um i'm like uh, i've been told like i'm a visual writer so that's probably my strengths is anything uh visual really comes easy to me and it just helps you know watching a movie oh it's really simple for me <laughs> so <laughs> comes through that way pretty easy um and speaking of watching movie i one more kind of industry industry question here. Do you get perks? Do you get access to the movie? Do you get like upcoming? Uh, do you get secret teasers of what's on the roster? Like uh, a little bit with SRS and with another company. Yes, I would say it, but I can't. <laughs> uh, that's fair. Yeah, but yeah, definitely. Uh, one thing that I think that we want to do is promote your other books uh some of your newer books i know commando shark came out today there's one shark book that i'm really really excited to ask you about will you tell us about cow shark (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'll tell you um cow shark came to me you know since i'm writing srs and i'm looking at their you know their entire library i'm just looking at all these shark movies i'm like what are they missing you know (laughs) judging from a lot of the titles i'm like you know what cow shark would fit right in there why not and um, I don't know how it really came to me. It just did. Probably saw Cal and then it just used right there because, you know, Shark Week's coming up and everything. So I just wrote it and I wrote it really fast. I wrote it in like two days and two days. It and a lot of people are loving it. And wow. uh, essentially, it takes place on a campground that I used to visit as a kid. And I just brought this into there. I created some loony plot with a, a SEAL team hitting a Chinese vessel out on the sea, you know, and they had carrying some radiation or whatever, some advanced microbe that blew up and a shark was caught in the wave. And then it just gets mutated, ends up at this campground, washed up on shore. Cows drink from it and then a whole lot of changes go through. 
<laughs> so that's like that's like one of those. And then I told Ron about it. I said like, hey, let's adapt this into a movie. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe it will be. I don't know. Oh, Holy that would be fantastic. Shit. I never even thought about it going the other way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And that 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 I was going to ask too. I, I'm looking at Cow Shark now. I did see the title. I didn't see the cover. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> again, it goes into you know movies are budgets. You know, like mm-hmm. and and it's not necessarily the budget is not necessarily um, dictates how good the movie is. I'm well aware, but you know something like this is you know it's going to cost money somewhere or another. But that being its own challenge. But in a perfect world, yeah, like it cap said it perfectly it you're making novelizations of these movies is there like how much of you wants that to go the other way where your stories turn into movies like how interested are you on that side of things oh i'd jump on it i mean i'm not actively looking for it but i actually have been in talks with one um of them and it's not any of my shark ones but um that's been on talks for like six seven months now um Mm. It would be nice. It'd be awesome for sure. I do feel it, we brought you on here for House Shark and right before Shark Week. So there's been a lot of shark focus. Um, mm-hmm. I know you write other stuff. Mm-hmm. I think the first book of yours I ever read was actually um, the the VHS uh, Ryan's birthday bloodbath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is just a, a plug for our listeners who don't all like shark movies as much as we do. <laughs> it's a wide selection of very imagine. Different. <laughs> yeah this the sleepover massacre definitely intrigues me that's my you know like just the straight slasher though that that hits the the sweet spot for me i'm 100 percent slasher i'm slasher all yeah. the way okay yeah all right so let, let me ask you this then uh because I, I love that i was planning on asking you because the for better and worse the the shark genre of of horror movies is very vast uh <laughs> I was going to ask you your like what are some of your favorite uh shark movies in the horror genre, but also now I I definitely need to know your your favorite slasher movies also. So could you give us a couple lists of those? Yeah, slashers. Um Slumber Party Massacre is my favorite. Mm. Um Intruder. Um Sorority House Massacre 2, uh Burning, The Mutilator. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. There's so many. I'm all about slash one hundred percent pieces. You know, um, this is where I really get excited because uh, actually I just released uh, a book, a slasher book uh, called Fragments, which is a love letter to pieces. Mm. And um, for movie, for shark movies, Jaws, um, Jaws 2, I like the whole Jaws series. I don't really like the 3D one. It's not my game, but. Um, wow. That's the one I like, if you could believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of people love it. You know, they do. And uh, it's just not my thing. Uh, but then you get into, like, and the more I watch, the more trashy ones, like Santa Jaws or, you know, oh. stuff like that. Yes, Santa Jaws. <laughs> the new um, holiday classic, Santa Jaws. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> I like those, but I don't watch them a lot. I really just watch the Jaws series. That's where, that's where my shark uh, sure. Are you familiar with Sharks of the Corn? Yes, I am. How do you feel about <laughs> that one? <laughs> um, the opening scene, I was laughing, and I don't remember much after it. Not at all. Nice. You don't remember the shark taking down the helicopter? That was awesome. <laughs> no, I don't. I need to watch it. I really do. Um, no, no, don't do that. Yeah, I do. You've I need, inspired I me. It. I'm reaching out to 
Stephen King creator jumps <laughs> of the corn to ask yeah. him <laughs> good old Stephen King <laughs> <laughs> that that's awesome though man like that and because you know as much as I it 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 hurts me a little bit to say but you know in a way it's it's kind of nice I guess like you can see the slasher uh inspiration to a lot of these movies you know like even though they're not straight slasher movies there's so many aspects of like slumber party massacre the movies you listed there's so many aspects of those in movies like sharks of the porn and and house shark and all that yeah you could see it come through Mm -hmm. absolutely if you could in a perfect world all you know contacts and and restrictions removed is there one if there was one movie you could do a novelization of what would it be lumber party massacre that's the one why it's uh first one i ever watched and it's stuck with me ever since and i watched that on i watched that at least once a week i just love love the feeling of it um the just darkness there's like little plot to it you know russ thorne escapes starts killing people that's it and that's the kind of um flashers that i love and that one really hits nail really good absolutely mm-hmm. thank you so much for coming to talk to us about sharks um yeah. and other things do you have any projects uh we, we've talked a little about some of the upcoming projects that you can't tell us anything about do you have anything upcoming that you would like to plug do you want to talk about um a lot of the things i'm doing are pretty <laughs> much in discretion <laughs> mm-hmm. but um I'm about to drop two novelizations in the next week and a half or so. I will say that. And okay. um, one of them's SRS and the other one is not. And I'm really super excited for the second one. It's, um, it's, an, it's an homage to 80s action movies all the way. Ooh. And I'm mm. really excited to put this one out. Uh, so I said uh, I was almost done, but just the output of novelizations is insane to me. Mm-hmm. How do you get so much done? Because <laughs> you had <laughs> Commando Shark and Cow Shark, and we're getting two more novelizations like in the next yeah. week and a half, you said. <clears throat> it, it, did that just line up in a really quick release schedule? Because I know sometimes uh publishing works with space mm-hmm. in between sending in something and getting published but that just it seems like a lot of books um i i'm always asked this question uh how do you put out so much <laughs> and honestly i'll answer it honestly it just really comes to me and i feel like i'm possessed sometimes behind the keyboard <laughs> so i wrote cal shark in two days as soon as i published that i started writing commando shark and i published that just today so wow um and then when i write these novelizations like i said it's very simple for me to just transition right to the keyboard and write it as I watch it. And I follow the script and then detail the environments, bring it all out if I want to add something and all that. And it just comes to me so fluidly. And I'm super grateful for that ability. Absolutely. Yeah, you talked about uh, fragments. Uh, I, I also see you have something, the horror collection, the lost edition. What's that? The lost edition. Unless Amazon's lying to me. Mikey is making up a <laughs> It's listed under, uh, oh, this is, oh, it looks like you have a story included in here. Oh, yeah, that's uh, an anthology. Is it a green cover? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you have a story in there as well. Oh, that. Yeah, I have a few anthology stories and anthologies. Okay, yeah, that that's another one of the ones that hit hit close to home with my heart, man. Anthologies mm-hmm. are really, and and you know, what you do, like, 
it it lends itself perfectly to that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. Again, Brian, thank you so much for your time today, man. Um, uh, obviously, all your stuff's on Amazon under Brian Barry. Do you want to let everybody know where they can reach you? Con- uh, all that stuff. Yeah, I'm on Twitter. My handle is kind of weird to say. It's just <laughs> error with a bunch of digits behind it. But I'm easy to find. It's just Brian G. Barry. Um, on uh, Facebook, under Brian G. Barry. Uh, same with uh, Instagram. It's EG Horror. Awesome. Um, yeah, and we're going to have everything linked to you know the episodes. Everybody can go check all that stuff out there. Brian, again, thank you so much for all, all your time today, man. And honestly, dude, you... You opened up a new world of this stuff to me. Like I, I am the most intrigued I've been in any type of shark horror that, that I am right now. Like, and uh, you just have thank- done in this one interview what I've been trying for like two years to accomplish. <laughs> so thank you. It's a feat. It's a feat. <laughs> but thank you for and honestly, like just contributing to the horror genre. Like that's awesome, man. And thank you for everything you do. And thanks for your time today. Thank you. Appreciate it. Brian, Brian has enlightened me a little bit, guys. I didn't think that was possible. I didn't, I didn't think and so either. And just in time for your Portnoy score. Just in time. <laughs> so, yeah, that was an awesome talk with Brian, B. Jerry, uh, Brian G. Barry. Make sure you go check out everything that's going on Amazon. Everything's going to be linked. Uh, a great horror. Uh, it's awesome to see someone with that much passion for the genre and so active. But, yeah, I want to see these Portnoys. I'm very, Kat, Kat, do you want to go first? Because everyone knows. Everyone knows I'm going to have the highest Portnoy for this. So um, that's not even a surprise. We have enough. Are we going to be movie also? Oh, we can be movie if you want. I didn't prepare a boom movie score, but I should have because that makes sense. Me too. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I did prepare a normal score, though. Uh, This one was super easy for me because my enjoyment of how Shark fell in between two shark movies that I already have Portnoy's for. I am giving House Shark as a normal score, mind you, a 3.8. Okay. It comes in between Trailer Park Shark, or yeah, Trailer Park Shark and Sharks of the Corn for me. So, okay, that's fair. That's fair. I laughed a lot more than during Trailer Park Shark. Uh, I don't feel like it has whatever polish makes Sharks of the Corn a 90 minute film was lacking in House Shark. So, uh, I think that's a fair place to put it. Yeah. Yeah, not bad. Okay. What about a B movie then? Uh, just off of the top of my head, I'm going to give it like a seven. I think okay. uh, I like my B movies to be a little bit shorter. Uh, this one dragged on in some bits. I was a fan of like the visuals or where the humor comes from, which is very often the case in B movies for me. But uh, there was a little bit too much of the toilet humor also, like while we're just focusing on comedy stuff. Um so yeah, like around a seven. I really enjoyed it, but it's it's not perfect. Okay. Um for a regular movie. Mm, yeah, I mean it for a regular and keep in mind these scores have nothing to do with, with Brian's book. I'm actually I, I'm down for what Brian's doing, as you guys heard. So this is a reflection of the movie. His project seems way better to me. But as a movie, his writing given, is always like ten out of ten. <laughs> yeah, uh, 
given it what's in front of me and I understand budget restraints and all that, but I have to go with what's in front, excuse me, in front of me. Uh, th- th- this is going to live at like, uh, for some reason, 1.9 is screaming at me. So I'm going to go with a 1.9 for a regular movie. B movie score. Mm. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. It's a rookie number because it's a flat number. Actually, you know what? Yeah, fuck it. I'm going to go with three. All right. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with 3.1. Fuck it. No rookie number. 3.1. All right. It, it, it went on too long. But, you know, the toilet humor's up my alley, man. I'm a jackass fan, all that stuff. The dick drawing on the face when he screamed that mirror was so damn funny. And they made a real shark. I mean, I, I could see that work went into it, and they actually put that forth with giving us a shark. I always say, give us a shark. If you're going to do it, give me a shark at least. And they did that. So 3.1. That That's high for me on these shark movies. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, yeah, that's damn near approved for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rob, let's see. All right, uh, this uh, horror comedy uh, leans much more into the comedy part. And if you are going to make a stupid comedy, I'm okay with that. But it's got to be funny. Otherwise, it's just stupid. And at two hours, that's an awful lot of stupid. Um I, uh, as a regular movie, I give House Shark a 0.7. Whoa. Whoa. Um, did we wow. switch scores? Did you take my papers? Yeah. Whoa. This movie is, is terrible. Wow. Um, it is amongst some of the worst that we've watched. Oh. Um, for a B movie score, I will give them, um, some credit for giving the shark a, a laser gun. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed I the it. shark vision. I did like the look of the shark. It still doesn't save it from just being a rapid fire, one liner, unfunny joke fest, however. Um, and it does not hit the mark. They don't land this one. It the best I can do is a 1.2. Wow. My wow. Wow. My wow, wow. regular movie score for a shark movie was higher than your B movie score. I'm telling you, this movie. This just did not work for me at all Whoa. on any level. Wow. Damn. Where are my balls? I, I want to be hurt uh, that this would happen, but also it's kind of a Shark Week miracle that Mikey doesn't have the lowest score. <laughs> it truly <laughs> is. <laughs> it's a Shark Week miracle. Right up there with Christmas miracles. That's funny as shit. All right. <laughs> a Shark Week miracle. <laughs> Holy crap. I don't know else to describe what just happened here. <laughs> yeah. Like... Wow. This is Rob. I'm I I'm blown away. It's just uh, there's just so much to not like about this movie. And very, very little to almost like about it. Okay. All right. I mean, wow. This is out of all the shark movies we've done, the shark movie, shark movies, other than Jaws two, uh, Jaws three, rather, this is the best one to me. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I think it reflects in my score as well. I yeah, I think it does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think so. Wow. And clearly, by my scores, it's it's by far the worst one we have watched. Holy shit! Okay. 
this is what you were you rated app pupil a one this is around app pupil and so much money went into that that's crazy okay fair well i feel a little bit outnumbered but i'm also just so in awe of what just transpired with the port noise <laughs> i can't believe that i thought I, the divide might be bigger i thought that mikey was going to find it really funny and maybe be entirely on board with it like I said, its shooting percentage, its batting average on the comedy was low. No, but you're not making can... the major leagues with this batting average. Oh no, absolutely not. But you know, they 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 slapped a few over the shortstop every now and then. Yeah. They got a couple. That that mirror scene was a home run. That I laughed so hard when they blamed the house shark, and he was just damn you. Like that was that was the last straw for him. That was funny to me. All right. Wow. Fair enough. Um, okay, so I guess we can start getting up out of here. Next week is my birthday pick. It is. And I still don't know what I'm gonna do. There's a couple of candidates in mind. Uh Skinnamarink has moved a little bit down on the list because Rob threatened to not watch this movie, <laughs> which pissed again. To be fair, once you've seen Skinamarink once, I think you could fake having rewatched Skinamarink. Not that Rob would. I think Rob would come in here and be like, I didn't watch this. But, you know. I've said this already, I think, on the show. I know I've said it in our chat or whatever. We will eventually have to do an episode on Skinamarink. I understand that that's going to happen. It's also going to be a 10-minute episode because there's nothing to fucking (laughs) talk about. Yeah, that's the thing. Rob, yeah, he'll have to sit through it again, but the the real pain of it is he's going to have to listen to us say nice to moderately nice to nice things about it. I do have a few nice things to say about Skinnerberry. Me too. Me too. But Rob ended up watching the movie, so now the threat of that has lowered. It is not as completely gone as a possibility, (laughs) but it's still on the table, but it's lower now. You feel happy about that, Rob? I mean, it's fine. I I always, every year we have this conversation of that's fine, but remember in two weeks. Yeah, I know. It's my pick. Why is your birthday got to be so close? I can't have a fucking thing, man. <laughs> like, I don't even get a reprieve. And I will, I haven't started thinking really about my birthday pick yet, but you know, we can, we, depending on how you want to play it, I'll <laughs> let you set the tone. I'll, I usually have two movies ready to go. Yeah, I know. And, and every, last year we got Kiss Meets Phantom of the Park. So if I got to find a, one worse than that. Good luck, honestly. <laughs> and and we already did Velocipaster. So, I mean, <laughs> good luck. And th- that's the thing. Every year I know that. And yet and still, I like I can't help myself. So we'll see. It's good. I'll not going to lie. It's going to be hard to top last year's my pick last year, which was Jason Goes to Hell that I didn't even watch or I made you guys watch. Like, yeah, you, know, you threw a fit, threw a fit when I didn't want to watch Perfect Blue. Said it was the, the sole tenant of the show less than a year after you didn't watch the movie. Well, first of all, I did it already, so you can't do it again. It was used once and it was done. And I've unfortunately watched Jason Goes to Hell enough times where I can have a conversation. Like, I know that movie. I was well. prepared to have a conversation about Perfect Blue <laughs> and ninjas and samurais and everything. But you didn't know about it. So, and oh, that was so good. You got, and even Rob was giving me credit. Like, oh, I give you credit. You're going down with the ship. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did watch Titanic 666 too, by the way. Speaking of going down with the ship. 
But yeah. Yeah. Didn't quite live up to what I was hoping. I've never tried to like a bad movie as much as I tried to like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's coming up next week. Then we have a Patreon pick. And then we have Rob's. Oh, no. Then Rob's going to be gone, I think. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the the whatever episode would be my birthday pick, I will not be here for. Because I have to go back and get my son. Okay. Um, Now, if you guys want, you can do my birthday pick and I'll just pick a movie for you guys to watch. Um, no. That gives you free <laughs> reign to pick something. No, absolutely not. Oh. Uh, sorry. So we have my birthday pick next week. Patreon after that. Uh, question mark after that. Then Rob's birthday pick. All right. So I get a little time in between now. Yeah, you get an extra week because I have to go get my kid. But all right, I get I get reprieved a little bit. But it's still looming. Yeah, it's coming. All right, fair. Make sure you guys stick around for all that. Uh, follow the show wherever the hell you're listening to it. Review the show too. Why not? Come on, help us out. And uh, check out the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash slash radio tier starting as low as $3 a month. Uh, you get an extra show every week. You get Patreon um, uh, Easter egg content, rather. And that's it. You get about the, all the images, all the imagery of the show that, you know, is a little bit lost on the platform. You get it over there in one spot, nice and condensed, all that shit. So make sure you go check that out. Uh, follow the show at Slasher Radio on Twitter. Keep up with everything. I'm going to try and post the movie picks beforehand so you guys can watch them and catch up. I'm at Mikey's Dad. You can check out the other show that I'm doing. It's called Cult FM. Uh, you can listen to that everywhere you're listening to this. The episode will be out now. I might have lied last week. The episode yeah, is out now. Like, I went looking for it. I was like, oh, cool. Mikey got a new show. Nothing. Can't find it anywhere. My bad. Mondays is going to be every other Monday starting this last Monday by the time this comes out, uh, the 24th of July. So uh, every other Monday, Cult FM, wherever you're listening to this, you can listen to that and uh, follow it at Cult FM Pod if you uh, so desire. Rob, where are they finding you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Radio Rob123. I'm also on Thread. You can find me over there. Oh. Um, if you're using that, I don't I don't know if people are or not, uh, but I, I am there. Not a fan and of you, threads. Huh? Not a fan of threads. There's some there's some things they can make better, but um, they need a website. Yeah. Well that yeah, I mean that is that is one thing. But there, yeah. there are some things they could do better. Yeah. You can listen to the other show that I do with Kat, the Nick fucking Woo Cage cast, uh Nick F and Woo, if you're looking for it, because you're not allowed <laughs> to have the word fuck in your title on most uh, podcast platforms. Um, where we um, just released the episode on Peggy Sue Got Married and the, uh, no, I'm sorry, on Raising Arizona actually will be out by the time this comes out. Kat, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Kat underscore Valor. You can uh, also find me on Blue Sky. Speaking of things I don't know if people oh. are using, I finally got in. You <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> and you didn't send me a Blue thing? Sky. I don't they I think you get like one a week once you're verified or whatever. So I don't I don't have any. <laughs> Damn it. But uh it, you're you're in the queue. <laughs> once I figure out how to acquire an invite code. Um that How's being the... said, nobody uses it, I don't think. Yeah, um, been, because the... they won't let anybody into the fucking thing. I've been trying to pull every string I can find to get an invite code <laughs> to that. Nobody has one. 
Yeah, I was uh, gonna say I don't know how populated it could be though. That I would I would yeah, blue sky seems interesting. It doesn't matter but, whether it's populated or not. If you tell me something invites only, I immediately yeah. want to be in. I yeah. do like the interface a lot. Like aside from the fact that it's dead, it's mm-hmm. great to use. Um, like and that. honestly, screaming into the void with no one responding to me <laughs> might be my ideal form of social media. So that's facts. Yeah, it's like that clubhouse thing. When you had to have an invite for that, that's all I wanted to do, and it was the only app I ever <laughs> used until they opened it up to the public. And then I was like, oh, fucking anybody can come in here. I don't care about that anymore. Remember when I called you on there by mistake? Yeah. <laughs> in my office with people around me, Rob just, what the hell, man? I was like, whoa, I scared the shit out of me on speaker. <laughs> oh, fuck. Anyway, what, where else they find it, you got? Uh, and on Instagram, Cat uh, Valor. Pretty much everywhere. Uh, check out my website, catvalor.com. You have about two weeks left to pre-order mm. my debut book, Revenge Arc. Uh, pre-orders are slightly cheaper than the normal price of the book, and they come signed. So do that. Nice. Yes, make sure you go do that. Uh, we'll catch you next week, guys. It is. Um, oh, yeah, I said my birthday picks next week. Mm, we will see. Good night from Slasher Radio. All the best of Slasher Radio Podcast.